This is SMQB's episode 23, talking finals, finals, and finals tonight. We have NBA finals to talk about, NHL finals. Will Milk's uh, Lightning take home another cup? And is anybody rooting for that? Also, all-star game preview for the MLB, and then a discussion of the NFL's investigation into the Washington football team, and a conversation about pot in the Olympics, and also a discussion of the legacy of Marv Albert as he walks away from the broadcast booth. Hope you enjoy the show. Leave us a five-star review if you like it, and have a good time. FMQB's episode 23. Never thought we'd get here. House, I've got a question for you. It is fourth and 10. You are down five points. You're on your own 12-yard line. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Zach Wheeler bringing the Eagles down the field? Oh, Wheeler for sure. There's no question. Wheeler's the only one. <laughs> but let, let's. But seriously, we're going to be in Vegas this week or coming up. If you could lay some money on some Eagles records being broken this year, would it be Carson Wentz's record passing yards or his touchdown passes? You could take both of those. Which one are you taking? There will be a prop bet made in Vegas on the Eagles winning the NFC East, and you guys are going to do it right there with me. Oh, oh wow! Okay, oh, I like wow. that. I like wow. that. I hear they're giving. I hear they're giving Joey Chestnut a tryout at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, we should do a Joey Chestnut appreciation moment because <laughs> did he there, win yesterday? Has there ever been? A, yes, again. Yeah, he, How many, is there a more done? dominant athlete? Seventy-six, right? 76? Yeah, he broke his own own record of seventy-five. That's a, fans, that's a Philadelphia record for you there, House. Our, our fans want us to have the SMQBs to have an eating contest, so maybe we'll do that on one episode. <sighs> Which fans are those? I thought we only had a fan. <laughs> Thank right. you, Paul Miller, for suggesting that. God, what, How's everybody I mean, doing? what happens after you eat 76 hot dogs? Good God. Yeah. That oh, can't be good. Yeah, I can't be good. Yeah, it's got to go on for about a week, too, whatever it is. My wife yeah. won't let me have one hot dog. <laughs> episode 23 the goat episode hey lebron war 23 does, does lebron <laughs> war 23 if you win that what do you get if you win the nathan's hot dog eating contest i think the prize money is up to you know six figures it's legit days. now yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah you get free ride on the coney island roller coaster the rest of your life Ugh, i love it What's going on, everyone? Well, July Fourth uh, holiday today. This is our ho- this is our holiday special. Yeah, Happy July Fourth. Happy Independence Day, everyone. That's yeah. Right. We shall not go lightly into the night. I love it. What's so on tap, to- Bison? What do we so, got going today? Well, we got to talk a little uh, little NBA, I think, don't we? We got the uh, the finals are set, but. Rooster, I don't know. Is that the story? Well, you know, there are two storylines, but before we get to that, uh, I I would commend to everybody an article in today's Washington Post about Monty Williams. Mm. Um, 
he he's a pretty amazing guy. He was a kind of a can't miss high school player in Maryland and was recruited by Notre Dame, went to Notre Dame. And then, then they found out that he had the same heart condition that killed Hank gathers Hmm. and Notre Dame to their credit, shut him down because he was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. They shut him down and wouldn't let him play. So he went and got heart surgery, came back, played and got drafted in 94 by the Knicks 24th overall. I mean, that just shows you the guy's tremendous will. Um, but he, you know, he had a serviceable NBA career, but he, um, he took over the Suns two years ago and they were, a, they were a lottery team the previous two years. And now he's got them in the finals. It's, it's an amazing story and a great read. You should check it out. He's, he seems like a really, you know, he's the right coach for that team, the right coach at the right time. The storylines, uh, you know, everybody, it's really popular to say, oh, what a boring finals. I, I'm looking forward to this finals. I think it's, I think the Suns are an exciting team. The storyline for the Suns is going to be, you know, is this the CP3 finally, um, you know, achieve, fulfill his legacy of point God. I, I think if he wins this, if he wins the championship, he does. Uh, he took this team. That again had been hadn't been to the finals for uh, for forever twenty eight years since they've been to the finals, and he was the difference. Um, you know he's he's got his detractors. He's totally a flopper. We all talk about that, but he has taken this team and turned them into a finals team. And if they win it, he deserves to be placed up there among the very best point guards of all time. Does anyone disagree with that? Um, I, well, this is his first finals ever though. Right. Rooster. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's a very special point guard, but to say that in his first finals ever, if he were to win it, he becomes one of the best of all time. I'm not sure about that. This has been a very special story and he's a very special point guard, but is he up there with the all timers? I'm not sure about that. Um, I, I do want to ask you though. Rooster, you said that you're you're looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to it even if Giannis doesn't play? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, that's the other storyline. Are the Bucks better off without Giannis? Everybody's that you know, everyone's speculating and talking about that. The Bucks are not better off without Giannis, but Giannis's teammates, the the role players, stepped up magnificently when he was down. Um, you know, you had guys like Brooks. Lopez scoring 33 points in game five. And then you had um, <clears throat> Middleton scoring 32 and holiday scoring 27 in game six. Um, you know, they're playing great, great basketball. And then the, so the story being, you know, well, maybe they're playing so well that they play better without Giannis. That is not a Giannis situation. In my opinion, that's a, a, a coach bud problem. He's a, I think he's a mediocre coach. I think, I think these guys are playing their asses off and overcoming his mediocre coaching. Well, he was on uh, the chopping block until they made the Yeah, final. I mean, you know, if, if look, if Lopez is so has that kind of potential, put Giannis down low and play a, a, a you know, a high-low big man, twin tower big man offense, um, and then have, you know, the, the, the guy down low come out and set some picks for the high man. But you can play two guys like that together, and he, but Coach Bud does not seem to 
know how to do that. And he also doesn't seem to know how to get his team up. I mean, they came out flat. You know, you heard the you heard the NBA, uh, the TNT crew um, crucifying them for the way they came out and didn't didn't really have a closeout mentality in the first two games. But yeah, I think I think it's exciting to see two teams that have not been there in a long time, some some up and coming young players. I think I'm looking forward to it. I'm I don't see this as a snoozer like other people do. It, isn't this partially the story though? I I think. Pope nailed it last week on our last podcast that this is the story of two teams who got lucky because of injury. I mean, these are two teams that made the finals playing competition that were missing. They're far and away their best players. Um, and this is a different series of Trey Young plays healthy all the way through. It's certainly a different or DeAndre season. Hunter. And of course, or whether the Bucks even make it if they had to face a full complement Nets team. So I, I think Pope kind of nailed it. Um, but that you know, every team has to deal with that, including the Bucks, who played the last two games without Giannis. Yeah. And CP3 was out two games in in the uh, Clippers series with with the COVID. Rooster, who are you rooting for in the finals? The Suns, for sure. I think they're an exciting up and coming team. I think the Bucks are, you know, the Bucks are the Bucks. They're they're going to be the same team next year. Uh, you're right. A healthy Nets team would wipe them off the court. Um, uh, but the uh, but the Suns are going to get continue to get better. I think the Suns are going to be better next year than they are now. No, that's an interesting thing to say, though, that the a healthy Nets team, because you know, obviously, you're thinking of of the three guys: Harden, Durant, and Kyrie. But those guys, for as great as they are. It, are healthy is healthy a word you can use with with any of them at any point. I mean, they're always hurt, right? They're always missing time. That's part of what you get when you put that team together. I mean, when you build these teams, you have to think like who's going to be there, who's durable, right? And and that's part of what you get with the net. So I I mean, I hear your point. When all three of them are playing together and playing well, I mean, it's a juggernaut, right? It's probably right. the only right. team but there's a t- probably this a season that had window. a threesome. They, they, right. were, yeah. they were going to probably gonna a two-year get... window with that team because of their health problems. Bucks were yeah. going to lose with a healthy Kyrie and a healthy KD. Harden was irrelevant. If you have two out of the well, three, maybe. You maybe. Could roll. Oh, no. maybe. That was over. I, I'm I'm rooting for the Suns as well, but I speaking of point guards, I think one of the more underrated point guards over the years in the NBA has been Drew Holiday. Yeah. And uh, he had a really nice career for the Sixers. He moved on to the Pelicans where he had a really nice career. Now he's with the Bucks, And as Rooster pointed out, one of the games, he fully put the team on his back. And I, I think one of the things the fans are going to see when they watch the NBA Finals is a great point guard matchup between CP3 and Drew Holiday. And if the Bucks do win, one person I'm definitely going to be happy for is uh, Drew Holiday. If, the, if Giannis doesn't play, this is the Suns in six. And if Gian, Giannis does play, it's the Bucks in seven. I got the Whoa. Suns in six either way. House, you have the Bucks winning at Phoenix in Game Seven, huh? If Giannis plays, wow. I think he will. I think he will step up to the occasion if he if he plays, even if he's playing 90 percent healthy. I got Suns in five. His Ooh. his his left Ooh. knee is apparently day to day, but who knows what that means? I don't think there's any structural damage, but it's sure. Looked bad at the time. It was like totally hyperextended. Yeah, it looked it looked really scary. 
you know, CP3 is interesting. I feel like he's just been like a throwaway trade guy, right? Like the last couple of years. Mm, it just yep. seemed like he moved with, you know, some star got traded and CP3 went the other way or something like that for a bunch right. of years. And and honestly, I mean, I I can't even believe the guy's still playing. I feel like we've been talking about him as a superstar in the league for like my entire lifetime, it seems like, right? I mean, he's just been, he's been around forever. Yeah. And at but a yeah. high level. Yeah, and his health hasn't been great either. You know, like I, I joke about that all these players going to wind up on the Knicks. Of all, of all the potential candidates, he's the last one that I want because I just don't think he's going to be playing at this level for much longer. Are we going to be talking more about CP3, uh, Aiton, or Booker at the end of this series? CP3. Mm-hmm. Because of yeah. because of everybody in the league is rooting for him, and it would be a legacy moment for him. Well, I'm talking about who has a better series. I mean, if Booker yeah. could be, have a breakout series. Yeah. 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 Eight. Yeah. I think he's having a hard time breathing through that broken nose. He really hasn't played the same since, but he's he's the man. I mean, he's going to be the future of that team. I think the fans really want to know what Milk thinks about the NBA. Yeah, Milk. So he's our, Milk, he's our specialist. The, he's our basketball specialist. How the NBA surprised is the one are you guys? Yes. Ball, it's round. It bounces. <laughs> yeah. Is Toronto still playing here? I don't even know. I really don't even know. The yeah, yeah, season ended for them. Their season's over. <laughs> Their season ended, yeah. How surprised are you guys? So for, for somebody like me who doesn't follow the NBA, and for our two Canadian listeners, how surprised are you guys of these two teams being in the finals? And which one would you like? Would you be shocked if the Suns won or before the playoffs started? Would you would you have said, yeah, I could see Phoenix winning this? I yeah. think when we first started talking about the playoffs. The, those of us who follow basketball said, watch the Suns. They're 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 a much better team. They just don't get East Coast exposure. We're all shocked about the Bucks because the Sixers looked unstoppable. They were the number one seed. And then the net the Nets, with just two out of their three guys healthy, looked right up there. Bison, yeah, Bison oh. needs the microphone. Oh. Wait, he needs the wait microphone. A minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what are you gonna say? The wizards were gonna go 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 all no, no, over. No, but no, but but I mean I did say uh, uh I think you yeah, early you in the playoffs you or did. before watch the box because it did. was starting to round. You didn't form. sound like you knew what you're talking about. I thought I felt like <laughs> oh my oh, god <laughs> wow he had a he had a feeling there'd be some injuries along yeah well but no, don't I, forget I, too in the West, you got to remember too that that AD going down was a was a big huge uh, huge you right. know change of what came right. out of the West. No, right. but I give credit to Bison when we when Pope did the midseason recap, he talked about the collision course for the Sixers and the Nets, and we all talked about it. And then Bison jumped in and said, you know, don't forget about the Bucks. They were That's the number true. three that seed. Is true. That, I forgot. He did about say that. that. They, yeah, they're true. a good team. I, I, I stand corrected. And now yeah. I'm just rooting for him to win because I want somebody who refers to Giannis as the Greek yogurt to have to uh, <laughs> deal with him being the MVP of the finals or something. So I'm sort of hoping for that. It just seems when you guys two. describe this matchup that it's always like, well, they kind of got almost like they got lucky because these other teams had injuries and, and you know, they've sort of gotten there. Because of that, injuries are 
when we look back at the 2021 season, both regular season and postseason, injuries will be a major headline to it. And while this will be a worthy champion, regardless of whether it's the Suns or the Bucks, it, this order in the court part, injuries will be a part of it. I'm done. Yes, a little long there, but that's okay. From way downtown. So let's move on from hoops. It's going to be fun. I think we'll, because the NBA uh, manages to drag on these series like a month, we'll probably have many more pods where we can talk about what's happening in the finals, right? Oh, it's going seven games. I think there's probably going to be like three more pods before it's over. (laughs) Speaking of going seven games, uh, Milk, let's talk a little uh, NHL (sighs) playoffs. And uh, I hear that that to make it more interesting, the city of Tampa is rooting for this to go seven games. Is that is that true? That's the city's I, on board. I am uh, I'm a little heated today about about our mayor. Uh, I, I'll get to that in a second. I just want to say, usually I'm I don't like to. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say this series is over. Okay. This series is over. I was going to try to be nice about it. This is it, over. It, it is it, over. It, it may end tonight. Maybe maybe they'll lose. I don't know because they're going to throw it. But I have. this has been an absolute dominating performance. Five goals to the Canadians to 14 for the Lightning. Um, I've never seen like Vasilevsky should get MVP of this entire finals. He's playing out of his mind. Um, I, there's no way they're coming well, that's back. That's about enough talk. I think that's, I think that's enough. I'm planning my third vote <laughs> parade of the year of the last nine months. You guys are welcome to come down by the way. Yeah. So the Stanley I'm, cup is going to go I'm around the public parking lot again. Milk. Uh, is, it, is it true you're all going to forfeit tonight instead? <laughs> Our mayor is an idiot. Okay, yeah, what's the dumb, tell, tell everyone what the mayor did. Ever heard? It, she well, first of all, when I saw the headline, I was like, "Oh, she wants us to lose tonight so that we come here. Come, they come back to Tampa and win, and we're in, we're in at our arena, and it's it's great." Then I read the article, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, it'd be nice for them to get a win." I'm like, what are you, are you shitting me? First of all, um, she's never seen karate kid because as we know, mercy is for the week. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. No, Cincy. No mercy. Sweep the leg, Bolt. Sweep Sweep the leg. When they are down, you bury them. I want it over tonight. That cup is staying here for 12 months. Two in a row. Eighth team to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. Um, And that includes the Flyers, by the way. Yeah, baby. And the last team to come back from down 3-0, 1942 Toronto. Toronto. Yes. Yes. That's a Pope stat for it. It ain't Pauly. happening. This thing is over, and it's another championship for the city you're, of Tampa, guys. Milk, your mayor obviously has never played a team sport because 
yeah, you just, I mean, there's nothing harder to win than game four of any kind of a series. What? You got to win it. Just have to win Can you it. Imagine if we then we lose, then the pressure starts to build. Oh, yeah, this is oh, insanity. Yeah. It's insanity. I, mean, the, I can't. The, uh, you should like they interviewed. They asked John Cooper about it. Our coach. You could tell how pissed off he yeah, was. Yeah, he was like, "It's never entering our our minds." It's like, yeah, we don't even talk about that. Um, it's a, it, this team is is really really good. Unfortunately, due to salary cap issues, they're probably going to get. A lot of them are going to get split up next year. So it's been a hell of a run for two seasons, and uh, they deserve it. They're, I mean, solid, solid defense. Vasilevsky has been unbelievable. And uh, I, I don't think we really, tonight. I don't think we really appreciate that the the Islanders bolts was the de facto. Stanley yes, Cup. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. that. That game, they won the Stanley Cup. In game six against the Islanders. The Islanders would have dominated Montreal, yep. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 18 months ago, did you think that Tampa would be such a hated city? <laughs> <laughs> Once Tom Brady decided to come here, I knew we would be. Yeah. Well. So just so we're keeping track, nine months, we've got two Stanley Cups, potentially two. We've got a Lombardi. We do have a World Series. We played in it. We don't. Have, we didn't win it. I find myself oh. rooting for the Blue you mean, Jays. You mean you're talking about the the Major League Baseball tournament they had last year? Yeah. The tournament. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It was round robin. Yeah. We're, we're all going to be. Robin. We're all going to become Blue Jays fans. They are so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't worry about the, the Red Sox. The Rays are, suck. The Red now. Sox are going to win the division. Now, yeah. Now, now that. Uh, now that we can't cheat anymore in baseball, the Razor. <laughs> well, so let's let's talk a little baseball then. Milk, uh, you know, I, 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 congratulations on the Stanley Cup. Maybe oh, that'll be you. the jinx. Maybe that'll be the jinx you need. Yeah, but if we if it. we hand it over to you, but let's talk a little baseball. I, I want to ask a question. We got the All Star Game coming up, and the selections are out, and and uh, but just you know, is anybody looking forward to the All Star Game? What are the general thoughts on on the MLB All Star Game? It's the Shohei Otani game, in in my opinion. I'll I'll tune in just to see him. The home run derby should be yep. fun in Colorado. They'll yep. be flying out of there. Yeah, I think I think the the game itself lost its relevance a number of years ago. I'm not that excited about the game. And by the way, a side note is what they're doing with the uniforms is just a travesty. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it is absolutely a travesty. It's a travesty. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see who some of these guys are because I, some of these names I don't even recognize. I mean, Bison, do you know who all these guys are? About the lineups? Oh, no, no, I don't. In fact, I was going through it today and, and I have to say, I mean, Maybe half of them, I don't have any idea who they are. So do we want to give a rundown of, of who is? Yeah, I mean, go which, ahead. Which, go for which, it. You go recognize Scherzer's name. Oh, well, no, we're going to no. talk. We're going to talk about the Ooh. snubs. We'll talk about the snubs. But I mean, here the national. Here's the National League uh, lineup. Corbin Burns. Wasn't that the guy in Major well, wait, League? In yeah, Major League, League. yeah. Uh, he, he, Burns, was, right? he was in, uh, he he was in LA Law. Law. Oh, he was in, in LA Law. Law. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Or or LA Law. So he's in LA Law. He could play a little third base, um, though. That's right. You Darvish, Pope, any reaction to that? 
Well, you know, <laughs> playing well for the pods. another rain, another ex ranger. Right. Yeah, Degrom of Factory. course, who is uh, Degrom, who is you know, is probably the greatest pitcher of all time at this point. But uh, that's for another day. Kevin Gossman, Josh Hader, Craig Kimbrell, Ke- Craig Kimbrell back from back from the grave, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was long gone. Who does he even pitch for now? Yeah, right. I mean, is he on uh, the Cubs the, still? The Cubs, yeah, he's with the Cubs. Wow. Um, Marquez, Mark Melanson, who who the Nats had for a couple years ago, um, who's had a good year. Alex Reyes, Trevor Rogers, Tech Wheeler, uh, Brandon Woodruff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Skipped over the Cy Young quickly, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, the catchers, Buster Posey and uh, Real Multu. Wow, um, still around. Yeah. I know, right? What what's that all about? First base Giants. is Freddie Freeman, right, right. Max Muncie. Uh, second base, Adam Frazier. Is there, is that is anyone Pirates? Pirates. Men? Yeah. Ding ding ding. The Pirates um, have an all-star? Yeah. Well, everybody have to, has to have to. one, right? You have to have one. That's right. Uh, you don't have Ozzie to have a Albies and Jake Cronenworth are the backups. The shortstop is Tatis. Brandon Crawford and Trey Turner, who is uh, finally getting a little respect. It was nice to see that. Third base is Arenado, and then Chris Bryant and Eduardo Escobar playing in his who? first. Yeah, Ed- Eduardo Escobar from Arizona in his first. Jeez. Uh, he's Arizona's only rep. I mean, has Arizona won a game this year? They are so bad. It's been a while. Yeah. Real bad. And then the outfield, you've got Acuna. Jesse Winker uh, from Cincinnati in his first. Jesse and, uh, Winker. I don't Nick know Jesse Winker. Castellanos also his he's first. Good. Two, he's good. He's, he's dominating Cincinnati. this year. Castellanos. Yeah, those, those two guys are in their first game, both with the Reds. And then um, Mookie Betts, Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh. Oh, so Pittsburgh has two. Hmm. Schwarber, who won't be able to play. Soto and Chris Taylor. Those are the outfielders in the National League. So... So let me ask uh, you this before you get to the American League. Besides besides Bison, can any of you guys name if you take out if you take out Buster Posey and Mike Yastrzemski, can any of you guys name three players on the Giants who have the best record in baseball? Nope. Uh well I guess I guess the pitcher Gaussman is one of them. That's about I know, it. I know I know Longoria is on it only because he played for the Rays. Oh, right. And he's right, hurt. Right, right. Maybe collectively we could name three. Yeah, I don't think I could. And I think we do. I mean, we owe the Sanguinetti's an apology. I think at the beginning of the season, we laughed off. Um, How are they this good? The Giants. I don't have any idea. Nobody, I, nobody saw this coming. No. It, I can't begin to tell you how terrible of a manager Gabe Kapler was when he was. Yes, he Gabe still Kapler is. He still people. is. They're winning He's despite him. Magic. They're, He's they're winning magic. despite him. Gabe unbelievable. Kapler. It's, it's incredible. Unbelievable. It doesn't make any sense. It All right. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Bison. No, that's okay. Well, here's, gonna, so who's going to who's in control of the uh, order in the court button while you're talking? <laughs> 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 well, I'm just I'm just blowing through the, the players here. So here's the American League. Matt. These are the pitchers: Matt Barnes, Shane Bieber, Chapman. Who we just we talked about earlier can't get anybody out. Right. I'm just hoping uh, he's working out his problems during the All Star game. 
Paul, who, by the way, will be allowed to use Spider Tech during the All Star game just for old time's sake, uh, <laughs> just so it makes it more interesting. Uh, Nathan Evaldi, Kyle Gibson from Texas. There you go. There you, you go. go he's, at, he's having a great year. Well, After Pope, getting wait, wait, shelled wait. on day one. Pope, are you, wait, Texas or Atlanta? I, I can't always get that confused. Go both, Pope. No, go We're both. in the American so, League, so that'd be No Texas. one knows. Uh, <laughs> Liam Hendricks, uh, Yusei Kukuchi, Lance Lynn, Otani, who we'll talk about a little more, Ryan Presley, uh, oops, I missed one, Carlos Rodon, and uh, Gregory Soto. And then Juan, Juan's cousin. Yeah. And then the catchers, <clears throat> somebody I believe in the baseball preview show said that watching Salvador Perez out of KC would be fun. And he is your starter. And then Mike Zanino. Who's that? Yeah, maybe that's our, it's our soul Ray. Is that the soul Ray? Yeah, we get one. That's pretty depressing. The pirates have two. How do you wow. only have one? And you're in third and second place in the it's ridiculous. You guys are it's... not a bad team. No. Not a good team, not a bad team. Yeah, well, we don't have well, a lot it, of like they'd be leading your division, I think. Though because the race the Yankees would like... be in second place. We in don't the have NL anybody East. who's not they're all kind of doing okay. And plus it's always been like this platoon team, both yeah, pitchers right. and in the field. Like nobody plays a full season on Yeah, that team. but this rookie you right. just called up is gonna be a superstar. He is. He's gonna be he's, good. Yeah. He's already killing Next it. Year. Enough about Tampa Bay. Order yeah, in the court. Y'all get yeah, back order to in the court. Yeah. yeah Vlad okay. Jr. So here's your first baseman, Vlad Jr., uh, who I think is got the most votes. He's like the he youngest is. player to yeah, since is. they've been doing this to get the, to lead the league in votes. He's having uh, a crazy year, by the way. Oh, ridiculous! I mean, it's ridiculous. He and Otani in the same lineup is murderers. Yeah. Right, right there with oh just two God. guys. The backups are Matt Olson and Jared Walsh, who I both first timer. All three at first base are first timers. Uh, second base is Marcus Semien, who's first first time in the All Star game. And Altuve, I can't believe they even let him in. I he's got to hope he doesn't get get to play, right? He doesn't want an at bat, does he? The, the fans are gonna are gonna destroy him. Altuve. Shortstop is uh, Bogarts, and then the reserves are Bichette and Carlos Correa, another guy who shouldn't shouldn't even be allowed there. Um, oh God! And then uh, and then third base you have. Uh, Devers from Boston in his first, and Jose Ramirez from Cleveland. The DH so you, you is have, so high. You have, so you've got Bichette, Guerrero, and Tatis, three kids, right? Yeah. That's I wonder if cool. that's ever happened before in an All Star. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And we talked. We talked about that in the in the uh, all the baseball extravaganza, mm-hmm. uh, and look at them. They are all in the All Star game. So that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, the so show. Uh, Otani, Nelson Cruz, and J.D. Martinez are the DHs, and then the outfield is Trout, uh, Judge, and Tiescar Hernandez from Toronto uh, are your starters in the outfield. The reserves are Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo, uh, Adolis Garcia, and Cedric Mullins. Joey huh? Gallo is so, coming on. So a lot, a lot of first-timers in this yeah. All-Star game, which is yeah. fun. And by That's the way – Toronto, it's like, what in the world? I mean, we should be putting some uh, futures bets on them winning the World Series, right? 
I mean, yep. look at how many guys they have in their first first time in the in the uh, well, All Star game. What we said in our baseball preview was if they could get some pitching, yeah. they'd be scary. But they don't mm-hmm. have any pitching. But let, let's let's speaking of pitching and and I mean, let's talk about Otani for a second. I mean, it is as amazing as what Degrom has done this year has been. Um, that story, I don't know that that compares to what Otani's doing. I mean, this is unbelievable what we're seeing with him. His home runs are like moonshots, one yeah. after another. I mean, he smashes the ball. And I really hope there probably won't be great ratings. There haven't been great ratings for the All-Star game of late. But I, I do hope that this is the coming out party nationally for Otani because he's the most exciting thing to happen to baseball in a very long time. And there's been some great guys who've come along. Trout, what DeGrom is doing you know, the, the Nat series of a couple of years, there's been some exciting things, but, but a two-way player who is dominating is over, coming over from Japan. It's, it's an incredible story. And I, I, I really hope fans tune in to see this kid play. I mean, we talk about a five tool F. I mean, what is he six tools? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got an arm on top of everything else. I mean, look at, look at uh, his stolen bases. It's, it's insane. And he's a big dude. I mean, to be yeah. that fast, huge guy, right? He's he's the fat. He might be the fastest guy on the Angels, and he's huge. He's just a he's just a specimen. My my yeah. take my take on him that I shared with you earlier is he is such an amazing everyday player. I think on a team that was stacked with pitchers, they might consider just making him an everyday outfielder and not pitching him because he does struggle to get the ball over the plate. He's not, you know, I know he made the all-star game as a pitcher, but he's not like, you know, top five pitcher in the American league by any stretch. Um, He, but he, I mean, 31 home runs at the all-star break and he's got, he's, his RBIs are huge. He he wins games single-handedly for a team that is terrible. I mean, he really is a superstar offensive machine and a good outfielder. Rooster, do you think him being a pitcher is also is holding him back as far as his potential no. as a fielder and a hitter? Not really, but I worry that the 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 the, the demands on a pitcher's arm yeah. are so extreme that you know one one Tommy John surgery and you're out for a season and a half, right? Um, I don't think you can afford to lose a guy like that for that long. He's just that yeah. good. Do any of you guys know the terms of his contract? How many years he's lined up with the Angels? No, but he's not being no. paid a ton. I know no. that. I think he's making like two million dollars. Well, listen, you have the, to assume the, at some point he signs for a ridiculous amount with yeah. Well, I get who the Yankees, whatever. But yeah, you right. know, can't stay with the Angels forever. The flip well, side. Rooster, your point though is, you know, if if him pitching every five days keeps him on an even keel or into the game more or something, right? You don't want to break that up. I mean, picking him out of that pitching role does that affect his hitting? Which you wouldn't think. I mean, the natural reaction is no, we'll let him focus on hitting, right? But but this guy's so dominant, I wouldn't want to mess with it at all right now. Right? No, I could see that too. But I'm think just, about I'm, go ahead. The, the like just think about the abuse that you 
I mean, these guys, they're icing their arms down. They're, they're taking five days off. I mean, they, they need this guy in the lineup the next day as a hitter. So I think Rooster's right. I mean, long-term, I, I have some concerns about having him be a, a, in a ro- five-man rotation and trying to – I mean, how many games – is he taking a break or does he play every game? Does he get any rest? He gets no, a little fun. time off, but not much. I, I think they DH him a fair amount. Yeah, yeah. they do. But they do. He's, he's a good outfielder. He should be playing right field every day. So is, yeah, is it, this it, the greatest bargain in MLB history? I just looked it up. He just signed a two-year extension in February, $8.5 million. He's making $3 million in 21 and $5.5 in 22, and he'll be a free agent after next year. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. One Who, who's the manager dollars. of the Angels right now? I mean, they're really a poorly run team. You know, it's funny to hear you guys hear you guys debate on, um, you know, whether he should play in the, uh, you know, as a pitcher and as a batter. Because I, I remember it's been a while since we had a two way player in sports, but I remember those debates used to happen with Dion. You know, and you know that we haven't had a lot of two way players in sports. Well, you know, I don't Jackson. know. Right, you know, should should Dion even be on the offense playing any of those? You know. I think it goes to show just how special of a player that you are. Obviously it's not affecting his hitting one little bit. The fact that he pitches every five days and I hear you that the, the toll could take on him, but I think we're just looking, like you said, rooster, it's a specimen, you know, he's that good. No, No, I think he is that good and he can handle it until he can't until the injury comes about. And I'm just saying as an, as an owner, as a general manager, when he signs the big contract, I might not be willing to take that risk. Well, that team has to figure out how to get some pitching or something on it because with, you know, Trout's Trout's out, I guess, a little while longer, but with Trout, Otani, and Anthony Rendon, by the way, who two right. years ago was looked at as a as an MVP candidate. Right. Um, the fact that they can't put it together a little more is is pretty surprising, but let's, let's talk about a couple snubs. Um, and I'm going to lead off on this one with how Max Scherzer is not on the all-star team is just unbelievable. I mean, I think his ERA is, you know, like 2.6 or something this year. I mean, he's, he's just, if you have to have 2.10, I think it's the lowest of his career. It it might be. Yeah. If, if, if you have to have one guy other than DeGrom right now, start a game for you, who's just, got the stuff and is a bulldog. I don't know that there's too many people you put ahead of Scherzer in either league. So that, that's a, that's a pretty serious snub. And I, I think, I mean, there is some deep pitching and, and you do have this rule that every team gets a guy on it, but she's that's, that's pretty outrageous. Anybody else come to mind as a snub? The only other one that I thought was a snub and maybe cause I just saw him mash a couple against the Phillies, but I think, Overall, Manny Machado's had a very solid year yep. at third base for the yeah. Padres, and I was surprised to not see him as an all-star. That was the other snub that stuck out for me. Well, it looks yeah. like the, it looks like we're getting more to, more and more towards merit-based voting than we ever have been, because otherwise you would assume that LeMahieu would have made it based mm. on the last two years. And he's starting to come back around, but he hasn't had a great first half of the season. Um, but in past years, he would have been kind of a shoe in. 
just because, you know, you rest on your laurels from the previous few years. Not the case this year. Did, did the, yeah. the, the, the guy that's hurt um, for the Rays, your stud pitcher, um, yeah. who, who is it? Glassner. 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 I mean, he didn't make it right. I think that's a snub yeah. of sorts. Definitely a snub. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess they don't. I mean, he hasn't played in a while. Isn't it the Rays who brought that position player in to pitch and he went yeah. through all these gesticulations so and dropped the ball? <laughs> I think funny. he should make it just for it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was he was topping out at 48. <laughs> <laughs> what is that's kind of becoming a new trend now? You throw in the the third baseman to pitch 50 mile an hour fastballs. To throw the Ethos pitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was ugly. well. We, we let's just do a, a real quick uh, home run derby. It's it's worth watching. We don't know all the participants yet, so I don't. We don't want to spend too much time on it. But right now, you got Otani, Pete Alonso, Trevor Story, Trey Mancini, which is a, again just a great story that we previewed this year, uh, and Salvador Perez. Those are the current entrants in it. Um, I guess we'll be finding out over the next week who's going to join them, uh, but. You know, that, sh- that should be a good time. I'll tell you, I, I never thought the home run derby was that great until I was at one live. And I mean, it was really an exciting event. It didn't hurt that it was the hometown uh, at the time hero, uh, Bryce Harper. I could, almost couldn't it? forget his, I couldn't remember his name for a minute. Yeah, he went on a chair <laughs> at the end uh, and just hit didn't- like 10 bombs in a row. Uh, to win it, but it was like really one of the most exciting sporting events I've ever been at. Didn't Alonzo win the last one? I, th- I think Alonzo won the last one. So yeah. if it's a, if it's Alonzo Otani final, like someone said, I don't know who said it about playing out in Colorado home runs. I mean, that could be, that could be pretty fun. Yeah. Well, Alonzo's back. Alonzo's back right now. He's where's Alonzo from? Injuries. He's from uh, Tampa. Let's yeah, so uh, move on. He, of course he uh, will. Moving right along. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. We just like to win. That's what that's what we do. You know, before we leave baseball, one thing to watch: since Major League cracked down on the pitchers doctoring baseballs, statistics for hitters are going up big time. The power hitters are starting to uh, get traction. See Joey Gallo, see uh, Schwarber, see. So I I think uh, I think we're going to see bigger stats in the second half. Just keep that, tuck that away, and watch it. And Garrett yeah, Cole gotta, might be in the minors in three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's too bad we don't have we don't have time to touch on uh, on what Schwarber did, but really, I mean, I think like seventeen home runs in fifteen games. It's, he's he's out now and going to be out for a while. So I think we probably saw the best of of his season, but pretty remarkable what he did. Um, House, any drama in the Olympics? What's going on you know- there? It's coming up. Uh, the Tokyo Olympics postponed will finally be played next month. Um, and we'll have our big Olympic preview show coming up. We'll find out what all the Olympic sports, the SMQBs would have been in, what were it not for their injuries. But <laughs> uh, <Take costs. laughs> the, the United Cornhole. States uh, normally dominates both in men and women's track and field. And this year, was going to be it would still will be another year that they will dominate but but 
for sure someone who was likely to be on the Wheaties box, who was likely to be dominating the storylines of the Olympics, was a women's track and field star named Shakari Richardson. And she's a 21-year-old athlete who many projected as the next uh, Flojo, Florence Griffith Joyner, who was an all-around dominant women's track athlete. And uh, Shakari Richardson is expected to be the next one. But Shakari Richardson, when she competed for the U.S. Olympic trials, as it turned out, tested positive for THC in marijuana. Um, the story as it goes is that sadly, just before the U.S. Olympic trials, she lost her biological mother and was informed of it by a journalist. Um, she was being interviewed and a journalist said, you know, I'm sorry to hear of your mother's passing. Do you want to give a comment about it? She went into uh, basically shock and between the loss and preparing now for the Olympic trials, um, she decided to cope um, with her mental health situation by ingesting THC, which she resides in Oregon. It's legal in Oregon. She didn't do anything illegal, but um, recently the U.S. anti-doping agency, USADA, added THC to a banned substance. She tested positive, and as a result of testing positive, the minimum ban was 30 days, and it includes stripping any results. She finished first in the U.S. Olympic trials um, with, you know, not a record speed, but a very, very fast time, and she was sure to be the, the favorite for the 100 meter, and now she can't race. There has been enormous, I don't know if you want to call it backlash. There's not that been that much debate. A lot of folks say this is silly. Um, you know, folks in the Olympics can use Xanax. They can use prescription opioids. Uh, most people don't consider THC a performance enhancing drug. You know, you've got uh, folks, you know, on the men's, I'm not to say that the men's basketball team that any of them smoke or ingest marijuana, but the NBA doesn't even test for marijuana anymore. So there's all kinds of questions about double standards that some athletes can smoke or ingest marijuana, but track and field athletes can't, and it doesn't even enhance performance. But look, she apologized immediately. She issued a tweet on July 1st saying, I'm human. Um, and, you know, she's given a couple interviews where she acknowledged that she she did she did have a, a banned substance and i guess if rules are rules uh there's it's really kind of cut and dry now because um they can backdate to the original failed um you know when she, she when she failed the test they can backdate it through the time that where 30 days would elapse would end before August 6th when the four by 100 relay takes place. And right now she's not yet been announced to the four by 100 relay team, but I think that will be an enormous storyline and probably one of the biggest nights of ratings in all of the Olympics. If she runs that four by 100 relay for the women's team, 
for the United States, there will be massive, massive ratings because people want to see her get a chance to to get a gold medal. But I'm curious to see whether any of you guys uh, are of the mindset that there should be some kind of exception or anything that would allow her to run it or rules are rules. And it's it's a shame and it's heartbreaking, but she shouldn't be able to run. That's that's it. Anyone? I'll, I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Bison. You go. Well, I mean, listen. Yeah, rules are rules, but we don't apply our laws by computer. Uh, this is why we have judges, right? Judges can take in juries, take in all the facts um, when when looking at the rules and the facts and the scenarios. And and you know, we don't just have a cookbook sort of justice system in this country. And, and we're not even talking about, um, you know, the, the justice system. This is this is sort of a, a different setting as it is. It's outrageous to me. I mean, it's outrageous that there is no ability um, to consider the facts, to consider the situation. I mean, the Olympics come around every four years. This is this being every five years, I guess, in, in this particular case because of COVID. But the the fact that that there is no way to uh, come up with a more just result here is is a failure of the system, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I and I get the rules are rules. I mean, you know, it's it's sure that's that's kind of an easy way to to lay it down and say, hey, you broke the rules. You know, you got to live with the the consequences. Um, but in this case, it just seems like this isn't just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Does the substance even help? Does it help you run faster or anything? I mean, what? No, I right. wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, did you I say? Mean, I don't, I wouldn't no, know, Pope. No, no, I know for no. a fact. I know for a fact it does not. Let's be honest. <laughs> did, don't you think it would have the opposite effect? I don't get it at all. I, 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 I think I, that. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Rooster. No, go ahead. I, I was only going to answer Milk's question to say that I think there's been a stupid argument that a very few have made that says, you know, it could calm people in a way that that they could get focused to allow them to run fast. But it doesn't that's enhance ridiculous. your performance. It doesn't right. enhance you drink your alcohol. I think that's allowed to drink ac- alcohol? absolutely true. Yeah, you can drink alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I don't believe on. that's true either. I think it's I think it's true that uh, what you said that it doesn't really, it does not enhance performance. And I know this is going to surprise some of you, but I disagree with Bison. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I think marijuana should be legalized federally um, in all 50 states. I, I think it does have terrific medicinal qualities, but we're not talking about a U.S. justice system here. We're talking about an international body and the Russians are prolific drug cheaters. And so rules have to be the rules. And she knew that. She knew that if she put THC into her system, she could be disqualified. And she chose to do it. And choices have consequences. Just like our conversation last week about the vaccine, choices have consequences. Choose not to be vaccinated. You screw your team. Look what happens. But, but was this an international committee or was this the U.S. Olympic Committee? The U.S. U.S. She, she, yeah, but she violated with USADA. 
Really? So this had nothing to do with international rules? No. She, what, she, what she violated was the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency recent addition of adding THC as a banned substance. It's a recent addition to a banned oh, substance. doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Well, I the, don't understand. In the, the words point. of their immortal Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny well, that's a generational really... one for you listeners <laughs> yeah well yeah. i'm i'm more arguing that this thing shouldn't even be on this list like yeah i think we all agree yeah. yeah but rooster you do make a good point that okay you have this list you know you know what's on it you know what's on it why why are you going to risk your like, chances you could go get drunk i mean i get i, I she's understand. not arguing ignorance she knew yep yeah. right she said that she said i agree it shouldn't be on the list but it is on the list and she knew it but i I don't necessarily disagree that there shouldn't be consequences i my thing is the 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 penalty here for the crime doesn't match and and there's no there's no no one to to make that determination it's just it just doesn't feel just to me that's that's my gut on this is it just doesn't feel right I agree. It doesn't. It doesn't feel no, right, doesn't. and I and I think I think Rooster's comments are are well taken. I mean, if if you if you could come up with justifications in this situation, you could probably come up with justifications in a lot of situations. And then what's the point of rules? It is. It's a shame. It should not be the rule, but um, it 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 was the rule. I think she took a chance, and it's a real, real shame. Um, it's a totally different subject as to whether or not it should be a banned substance. But as long as it is a banned substance, I have to think that whatever state of mind she was in, even depressed and sad, when she smoked it, ingested whatever she did, she had to have thought for one second before, is this going to jeopardize my my test results? Or was she thinking, I'm going to take a chance that that it won't show up or they won't test me. I, I don't know. She had to know she was going to be tested. Yeah. Well, yeah. the whole story makes me want to punch someone in the face. And so I think that's a, a good place to, to move, uh, move right into our punchable face of the week. Come on, man. We have some stellar candidates this week, guys. Uh, it was it was a race to the bottom. Let me tell you, uh, he, here's who under, was under serious consideration. And we don't always do this, but uh, Pat Beverly was the most, I guess, egregiously obvious on on a television screen uh, from the standpoint that after they were about to lose uh, the the Western Conference Finals. He came up and shoved CP3 hard from behind and knocked him down. Um, I, you know, some people would say CP3 was acting. No, no, he got pushed really hard. wasn't expecting it. Went down hard. You know, Pat Beverly uh, is not a beloved player in the league. He's a little six-one irritant, uh, but you kind of got to respect him. Came up through the European League, played the D League. So I, I don't, I don't think he deserves the punch this week. You know, maybe a little shove. Uh, just kind of like he gave CP3. Trevor Bauer 
um, and I'm going to dance around this one. And if you guys want to fill in the details, feel free to, but he's under seven day administrative league by major league baseball on top of a TRO uh, for a, an alleged consensual encounter uh, with a woman twice. Well, alleged who, by him. Well, that's not what she's alleging. She she's alleging it wasn't consensual. So I guess it ultimately comes down to what do consent mean? But there's text messages where she has, you know, asked him to choke and punch her. Uh, and, and he did that. And I think he did a little bit more and he did it in a very rough way. And he, and so clearly, you know, the, uh, the evidence is, you know, she's got bruises and other marks and, um, you know, it got a little out of hand and you guys are feel, feel free to jump in on that one if, if you want. But, uh, the whole nation turns its eyes to that little football team on the Potomac though, for our true punch today. Um, yes, Bison, the team, uh, formerly FKA, formerly known as the Washington Redskins when all of this happened. So at least the Washington football team is clean. Uh, (laughs) Danny Snyder, um, the, uh, owner, I guess, uh, maybe general manager at a time too. Uh, he uh, hired an independent counsel a couple of years ago uh, that was supposed to be independent. And for our listeners, I did quotations independent. He hired an independent counsel to do a thorough investigation of the culture of the team after um, many complaints of uh, sexual harassment, verbal abuse, bullying uh, made by employees, particularly female employees, especially cheerleaders over the years. Uh, So this investigation was supposed to be thorough and it was supposed to get to the bottom of what happened. Well, this week we have, we have the findings uh, and the findings are contained. um, You can't see it, but I have a piece of paper because there are no findings. There are no facts. There's no conclusion. There's, there's no written report. There won't be one. Uh, there is no accountability. It's a $10 million fine. They've asked him to step down from football operations. And, you know, instead of bringing somebody uh, independent in to run the football team while they're uh, doing further investigation, who does the NFL say can run the team? Oh, that would be his wife, the co-CEO, Tanya Snyder. So $10 million, no, no written report, no factual findings. Just push it under the rug. I don't know if I want to punch Snyder or the NFL harder, but this this was uh, clearly uh, a cover up. We're never going to know the truth. Dan Snyder is going to take over the team operations again soon enough. Uh, it's in the past. Uh, I feel bad for all these women who you know stake their reputation by making complaints. Um, it, it's they're victimized once again. Uh, you know, I think it's it's a it's a, a a black eye for NFL, and I'd like to punch Danny Snyder really fucking hard. Bam! I don't knocked out. I I the only thing I disagree with you, Pope, on this is I really think the NFL is who deserves the punch on this. I mean, they, the NFL took over the investigation um, from the football team organization, and and the fine was administered by the NFL. Um, Al Galdi, who is a, a podcaster in DC, actually a, a guy who went to high school with my brother and 
played baseball with my brother and, and has an excellent sports podcast in DC. He does a really good job covering this whole story. And, and he, he did the math and said, when you compare the worth of Dan Snyder to the penalty, it's as if a person who's worth $100,000 got a $285 ticket. That's that's the equivalent of this ten million dollars, and so uh, good job on that on that Al. That was that was put it in perspective, um, and and the, the part about Snyder stepping down as CEO, you know that's that's alleged that that was part of the deal, right? That's not actually out there in the public that he was suspended. What happened was a week ago he said Tanya was becoming co CEO. And then about the same time the report came out, he said she was going to run the day-to-day operation so he could focus on a new stadium deal moving forward. I mean, there's no doubt this was a negotiated deal. And this goes to why I think the NFL is is really who deserves the punch here. Snyder's a weasel, always has been, always will be. He was he did so many things over the last year that were transparent of him trying to like taking the, the name Redskins away. That was part of his trying to stay in good graces with the league because he knew how bad this was. And the fact that the league, look, these owners, they cover for each for each other. And that's what this is all about. The owners don't want somebody coming in and taking a team away or or suspending another owner or doing anything like that. So they they gave this slap on it's not even a slap on the wrist. It's just it's insulting. Um it's it's brutal. And and so I I just I would put the punch on the NFL because you can't expect anything less from Snyder. But you know, a week ago when when the WTFs announced that uh, they were hiring a co-CEO for for about a half a day, they tried to spin it as, "Look at us, Renaissance man, we're hiring a woman as our co-CEO," and then it comes out, "Oh, it's his wife." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I just think that that. Uh, Pope, that was amazing. How you, uh, really well done. I, I I think that they both deserve it. Um, you remember when a couple years ago there were some really bad um, assault incidences in the NFL, and the NFL started doing uh, like a public service announcement program, and there were commercials, and they were trying to to take it very seriously. I just think it's a joke that, you know, if Sean Payton puts a bounty on a player or, or something like that, you lose or or Belichick, you know, cheats by looking at game film, you you lose draft picks. You're affected in actual competition. But when a team objectifies women and a pattern and a you know, in a years and years of pattern behavior. And there's no penalty that affects the competition on the field. I think the NFL is showing its stripes. I mean, w- the right penalty here had to have been something that hurts the team that plays on the field. Then you're saying that we're taking this issue seriously. If you, the fine is the pencils budget, then forget it. It's nothing. And I, it's interesting to hear. I didn't know that stat. $285 ticket, $100,000. $100, That's crazy. The, the penalty here needed to be in a way that affected the team's competitive advantage. Well, the penalty should have hurt the owner. That's the problem. These owners are so up there in, in the superpower zone. 
they're they're used to going you know before epstein died these guys were all going out to his little island snyder and uh craft i mean you know they were out there and they don't want anyone looking over their shoulders telling them they can't do this it's okay to it's okay to penalize ray ray rice you know for his indiscretions mm-hmm. because he's a player but the owners they're off they're off limits they you know they can do whatever they want and that's the way they want to keep it yeah by the way i'm just going to go on the record and say that trevor bauer should be suspended indefinitely until the investigation is complete because uh this is pretty egregious so yeah, I, I hope yeah. he's i hope at the end of those seven days he's suspended indefinitely yeah, and she's uh, not the only scheduled, she's not the only one start is he scheduled to start against the nats coming up or something no he missed his oh. start against the nats but i just think that that story is pretty yeah egregious. it is and she's uh, not the only she's not the only woman making yeah. those claims all right well R- rooster i think that that you have a little special presentation that that you want to give uh, today before we wrap up, huh? Yes. <laughs> so Marv Albert, uh, announced at age 80 that he's retiring after the last game of the bucks, uh, uh, Hawks series after 55 years in the business and Adam silver, the commissioner came out and said, Marv has been the soundtrack for basketball f- fans for ne- nearly 60 years. And, you know, that's it sort of tracked my life. You know, as a child, I was a Knicks fan. And you know, back then, in the, in the, when I was a small child, there weren't many nationally recognized sports casters, play-by-play announcers, who chose the NBA as their first, you know, love. And Marv was kind of the first guy who was like, a, a, a really talented, funny, smart play-by-play guy who loved basketball first. And he was the voice of the Knicks for a long time. He started in, uh, in 67, made the famous Willis Reed call. He was there, you know, th- through uh, Ewing and did 13 NBA finals. He was kind of the voice of the finals during the Jordan years. Uh, voice of NBA sports for many, many years, and then TBN. And, you know, if we, if that was the end of the story, he would. this would be a really sad, sad occasion, and we'd be celebrating one of the all-time greats, you know, Hall of Fame announcers, but it's not the whole story. Um, Marv was a freak on top of being one of the greatest uh, play-by-play guys in the history of sports. Um, you know, like Humpty humped, he, he liked to bite and you know, what? that's fine. If that, if that's consensual, <laughs> man, that's fine. Marv. Didn't really the expect pro- that reference the either. The problem is that marvelous used to like to entice some of the housekeeping staff at the hotels into his room. And, uh, in, in night, in a trial in 1997, two women testified that he lured them into his room and then sodomized them against their will and bit them in addition. Uh, and you know, this wasn't a, he said, she said thing. Marv pled guilty, uh, to, uh, a misdemeanor assault and battery worked out a deal. And it was a misdemeanor. He served exactly zero days in jail for this and was hired back by NBC, 
1999. Um, and then eventually became the voice of the Knicks again until Mike Breen um, took over and back to TB, TNT eventually. So, um, you know, just like I, I want to be consistent here. It's what I said about Kobe Bryant. The man was a genius on the basketball court, but I don't like the way that the sports entertainment business swept under the rug the whole Colorado incident. Um, you know, he was accused of raping this woman in, in Denver, and uh, he basically paid her off. Marv had similar accusations and, you know, the whole NBA community, Reggie Miller and everybody else right now wants to just pretend that never happened. Well, it did. And he pleaded guilty to it. So I grew up loving the guy, um, but, uh, and I acknowledge his greatness, but I'm not going to celebrate him as a person. Well, I think what's interesting is that was back in 1997 when he pled, he was, suspended for two years by the by nbc he came back that would not happen today he he would be drummed out of the business with no chance for uh coming back um times are so much different now uh but when he came back i guess in his defense he 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 lived you know uh, as far as we know he didn't do anything else wrong and he became the great, you know, Marv Albert, as we've all known and loved his, his play by play. Uh, I think it was just a unique time. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, he's 80 years old. The guy didn't look like a day over 50. I, I, well, I his, hair, him. his I, hair is a year old. <laughs> I enjoyed <laughs> him. I, I am, I am going to miss him. You know, Pope, um, he was the great Marv Albert before he did this. Before 1997, he was great. He was awesome. Um, and I just don't, I, I just don't think you can say that, you know, when he came back and in 99, he lived a rape free life. So, so bully for him. But, you know, we look at him in 2021 glasses, Rooster. Back in 1999, I mean, were you going around saying, I can't believe Marv Albert's back. I'm not going to listen to him. He's a he's a rapist and a biter. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I thought right? he was a freak. Yeah, I was a little pissed off that they took him back after all that. Yes. I don't know. Our 1999 glasses are a lot different than our 2021 glasses. I also had children who were older, you know, were 10, 10-ish at the time. So it was important to me not to be down with that. Milk, how are your 1999 glasses? <laughs> They're still in the womb. These things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, it's a complicated legacy. That's, that's what it is. It's yeah, a complicated it legacy with some really, really dark, dark, uh, terrible parts to it. And, and, you know, I mean, the, un, the, the part about it is that we'll never know how many other people were, uh, were either assaulted or affected by him. Um, and, and that just, you know, we don't know, we don't know what happened. Um, so it's, you're right. You you can appreciate what he accomplished, but you can't look at it without acknowledging uh, the dark parts of, of Marv Albert. I think if we're talking about a broadcaster, one of the best that we've had the privilege to listen to is done in the booth. I think if we're talking about the person, I think it's uh, like Rooster said, you know, as a broadcaster, he was great as a person. Um, he doesn't 
probably reserve, deserve the kind of accolades he's getting right now. But if we're talking about the broadcaster, and I don't think you can ever divorce one from the other because the broadcaster is the person. But as a broadcaster, Marv Albert was one of the best, and I think his voice will be missed from the broadcast booth. True. All right, guys. Anybody got anything else? You guys, you guys have brought me down. Going, I'm going into a Stanley Cup final right now. Yeah, man. Let's go. Milk, congratulations. I guess. Guys, let's get back to talking about sweep it tonight, milk. Yeah, sweep the leg and skate the cup. Will the mayor be on the chief float? If they come (laughs) back and and lose this series, she will not be reelected. What? Oh no! What kind of what kind of panic will set in though if you lose the game tonight? Just yeah. the just the one pressure, utter utter It's gonna be utter. Really, really bad. Well, you picked right, him in guys. six, man. Good luck. Good luck, uh, Milk. Luck, Milk. None of us are rooting for you. Good. So, I am. Milk. Milk. I'm still rooting for you, Milk. Let's go. Yeah. Have a good week, everyone. Let's go.